0: what's going on everybody happy saint patrick's day welcome back to top drawer podcast match week 28 just completed uh we've got an abbreviated week this weekend to make up matches because it is an fa cup weekend uh, but we also have the champions league uh chelsea play atletico madrid today on wednesday um so yeah we got plenty to talk about we got some some of this, some of that, nothing nothing too crazy. I got a gripe. I got to get off my chest that I'm sure I share with many people across the world, um, unless you're a United fan, possibly, because it doesn't seem to affect them. But we'll get into that in a bit. Um, yeah, so, Alex, welcome, uh, welcome aboard.
1: Thank you. Happy St.
0: Patrick's Day to you.
1: Thank you, and to you as well.
0: Yeah, you know, you can smell the corned beef and cabbage from here and all the uh all the random american overplayed irish music irish punk music
1: you mean dropkick murphy entirely
0: yeah i mean you know dropkick murphy whatever i i have a soft soft place in my heart for them that was my favorite bar in boston which closed Did i tell you that that uh um the the uh, mcgreevy's closed because of covid rest in peace
1: like closed closed yeah
0: Dan is still, you know, he's still living there in Boston, and mm-hmm. he was giving me the updates on all the places that we used to frequent. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, you walk into a, you walk into a bar and you play the Pogues, right? And everyone looks at you and like, well, th- not this Irish mm-hmm. punk music, the one we hear on the radio, correct? So yeah, an issue with that. But uh, there's some, there was some, some football played this weekend. Yeah, there was. In full uh, transparency, I said on the podcast last week I was not watching Saturday Slate. Mm -hmm. I'm a man of my word. I did not. Uh, Also wasn't able really to watch Sundays because I was in a car from 5 in the morning until 8.30 in the evening with a small break in the middle to walk around an auto plant for work. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to watch really anything. I saw Liverpool uh, on Monday. Oh, uh-oh!
1: Sorry, there's a dog that's. Oh uh, no, Jesse! We, we had it in the last podcast. Your dogs are going. Now this one, this oh, one's going.
0: What? It's it's eleven eighteen, Jesse. It's not dinner time.
1: No, it's not.
0: Oh, that poor dog. You know, take her off the chain, right? Better in the wor- house.
1: Yeah, the worst, the worst life you could possibly imagine. Stop for a dog. caning her! Mm. My goodness.
2: Anyways, anyways, it's...
0: um. <laughs> 320 let's let's just wait for it to calm down a little
1: bit yeah she just gets in one of those moods where she's just like all right i'm up now sh- everybody else got has to be shit up. to say yeah. she'll just get right in your face too and just bark you're like are you done hey <laughs> hey guess
0: what guess what asshole i'm up bark 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 i sleep for what 23 hours
1: green? a day and this is the one hour i'm up fam and-
0: I used to be a professional greyhound racer. Right, what what have you, you done <laughs> that's so great with your life, rabbit? <laughs> and then that's it. And like a lion out like a lamb. Probably laying back down on her bed already. Anyways, so I saw nope. a little bit of... no. Nope. Oh, now, it's, now she's sad. See, she just bring her in and give her a headset.
1: Yeah, let her talk. She's got some yeah, shit to her, say.
0: So, so, so let you know about it. We're just gonna power through. Right. So I saw a little bit. I saw the end of the Liverpool match. Um, so really kind of broken up, but uh, I filled myself up with uh, relative information from it from this weekend. And what I want to lead off with is the North London uh, derby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the Rabana scene round the world, Indeed. right? Eric Lamella, who I can't stand. Um, plays, gets the ball played off. Uh, I think it was played over the top to Harry Kane, chested down, played to him in the box. Ribana goes through uh, Partey's legs, mm-hmm. curls around the keeper. Danny Louise
1: stands there like a post, as he always does, and watches it go by. Just
0: absolute front row seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only to be outdone. In true Tottenham fashion, they give up the lead and Lamella gets sent off and they lose 2-1. Correct. Which, that number sounds familiar. Where have I heard Mm, mm, 2-1 before Tottenham? You know it's not not ringing a bell. We'll get to it later. It's going to come to me. It'll come to me Mm. probably at the end. But, amazing goal. Let's give credit where credit is due. That's also one of those things, right, where it's like, What was he doing? Do you know what he was doing in that situation? Like, you can understand when someone does a bicycle kick, right? My back's to goal, but the ball is here. Let's volley it in, you know, towards the mouth of goal. What is he doing, closed down by a defender, and then another defender behind him on an angle to the goal, Hitting that ball like a Rabana. Now, this might just be me, bald, 33-year-old, non-professional Premier League player asking this question and not understanding why that was the right play. But I yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that looks great because it went in. But if Eric Lamella hits a Rabana and it technically and literally goes off of Partey's leg and right. then is played out like it probably does... Ninety-nine times out of a hundred,
1: yeah. People go, "Why would you do that?
0: Why did you do that?"
1: Yeah, you, you know. When I feel like when you find yourself in a position where Rabana is useful or necessary or is the option to have been done, means you have put yourself in a poor position to play the ball, and that the year old left with this only option, which is a bad one.
0: I mean, uh, it's weird. Like I don't know. Rab- maradona had that great Rabana assist i mean uh, that's the what i think of when i see it uh i don't know i
1: mean he, he people have been calling him and pundits and they you know they they call eric lamella the king of the Rabana, and as i look through a, a, a simple google search all i wanted to know was how many he scored in his life and the only information i get just on the first front page of the google search i have is all articles from 2014s. And so I think what happened was he scored an Rabana goal in 2014 in the Europa League, and everyone lost their shit, and now he did it, uh, let's count, seven years later, and he's the king of Rabanas. So maybe he scored some more in between. Maybe he had some assists with some. I don't know. I know he likes to do- attempt them.
0: Oh, he's super flair all the time. But
1: the problem is they generally never work. And like you said, yes, this one went in, and so it was a fantastic watch. It's a good goal, but. It, like I feel like I'd rather that goal not because a you didn't win, so I'd rather that goal not have been scored, and you work harder at putting yourself in a more advantageous position to assist and to score goals than to hit one every seven years as a rabana, right? Mean, this is uh
0: this is big uh, old man yells at clouds vibes right here, yeah. right?
1: All this rabanas
0: and tiki taka, he should be.
1: What happened to over-the-top?
0: I like, I like my forwards diving in for tackles and challenges. <laughs> Why isn't he tracking back on defense? That's what a forward needs to do. <laughs> um, but no, that was, that was just my question. Like, you know, you look at it and you're like, wow, that was great. However, if it didn't turn out that way, what were you doing? Right. Um, but what I really want to get on is something that maybe most of you, all of you haven't actually heard Um, was Martin Tyler's call of it. Now, I heard a clip that day on Sunday. We since haven't been able to find it. We were trying to prior to recording this. But Martin Tyler is... I don't understand how he is this voice of English football and, and held in such regard because the man is asleep. The man is asleep for everything not Manchester United things, but even then, even then, he he never gives. Now, look, I don't want him to be, you know, I'm not looking for a goal call like it's Monterey versus Leon right. in the Mexican League, right? I, get, I don't want my English commentators doing that because it's just not, that's not the thing, right? Right. But be awake. Don't show up to a ground um, and talk about the last time you were there. All day And mumble through talking to Alan Smith and, hmm. and giving historical, you know, memory lane trips while you're supposed to be commentating
1: on a match. Also, to I don't, be fair, Alan Smith is not a good partner to bounce off ideas far with. Too headers, to to. Far too many headers. Far too many headers.
0: <laughs> he that would man. have done well to have the concussion substitute rule when yeah.
1: he was playing. Yes, very much so. Um,
0: but... But, I mean, you can look, any search of Twitter right now, you you probably can't find the video unless you're in the UK because
1: he was on Sky Sports. He was Sky Sports locks that shit down faster than... Whatever, it's
0: all money, right? So, you know, Arlo White here in the States with a great call. But there's other ones. So this happened, it happens a lot, but one of the most notable ones for me was Liverpool's comeback against Barcelona. So he has a contract... In the States for Champions League. So he's on CBS. Here in the States. He did that one. And I can find that one. And I can show it to you in passing. But you know when. When Vinaldom scored the third one. I mean. He kind of raises his voice a bit. He goes. Oh, it's Vinaldom. It's three. And it's. that do for Liverpool and. Dismay and so and so. For. Barcelona. And like that's pretty much it. You know, Vinaldum's like in front of the cop end. It's Vinaldum. It's three. It's incredible. Like that that, that is mm-hmm. that is literally all this man said from you know one of the greatest comebacks in champions. League. That that's what he could muster. And from what I can recall, his call, I believe his words were, and it's gone in. But that for, is what the, his brain, rabbina, yeah, that is what his brain equated with. Visually seeing, witnessing what happened, and his mind said, "You know what that needs? You know what will do that justice?" And it's gone in. Hmm. Last time I was. Yeah, right. In North London, blah, blah. you know what Like 1964, back when I was, when the I first, was at Highbury. I, yeah, the first trip I had to North London, blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. get this, get this dinosaur out of here. Yeah, right. And as much as, and as much as I can't stand the over the top, um, commentating and and just you yeah, know, but when the moment stick, calls for it. I just, things like that, you you hate to have happen. Um, Ray Hudson, right? Ray Hudson is like the Dick Vitale Mm -hmm. of soccer for me, right? I saw a tweet that was good. So, you know, Messi had an absolute wonder of a match. It was like a Mm -hmm. 9.9, just absolute banger. And Hudson does his whole, you know, I don't want to say waxing poetically, but just his, you know, jism in his pants while he's, and you know, the tweet said something like, I fully endorse Ray Hudson, you know, w- being allowed to have a one F-bomb on his last game <laughs> commentating on Messi. Just wherever he feels yeah, destined to put it, want. FCC or whichever commission is in Europe for it. Like, just let the man just mm. do it, right? Give, him
1: because one. Give, the game a, give the game a PG-13 rating and give him one.
0: But man, I would rather have that. I'd rather have my Dick vital, my stupid, annoying shtick that once the court comes out really doesn't even make any sense mm-hmm. than a guy that, that thinks this is like, you know, the 1880s, right? And a game that was made for gentlemen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone's still in suits and ties on the pitch running around. Like uh, I mean, I, I think I think a lot of it is is we're also spoiled with Arlo. He is such a fine commentator, and is almost the ideal split between all these weird minute facts about every player on the pitch, and then the ball will go in on something crazy, and he'll you know if it's in front of the cop or if it's at the Stratford end, and it's you know it's a two one comeback in Fergie time or whatever, and he's Aah! he doesn't just scream though he the whole time he raising his voice and he's super excited, but he's still giving you. And the crowd's losing their minds in front of the Stratford and blah blah blah. And he's doing this whole big, right. big, meaty French forehead. He's doing the whole bit, right? And it's fun, but he doesn't also overuse that. Sometimes he does raise his voice when a pass goes through, and he'll start to raise his voice a little too early, and you'll hear him die back down again. You're like, okay, Arlo, you got a little happy yeah. there, you got a little excited.
0: And then Lee Dixon always shouts in back when I was when Yeah, I was and Ryan, that's another too friend, many headers. I mean, Lee Dixon. Dixon has, like, this same shtick every time. I don't know. It was, wasn't like that when I was playing. Yeah, no shit,
1: man. Yeah, right. I guess <laughs> the game has changed. Yeah.
0: So, But even, even here, so like I said, uh, Dick Vitale. You know what else it's like? It's like Gus Johnson and um, Joe Buck.
1: Joe Buck, yeah.
0: Joe Buck will call a home run in the World Series, and I'm not positive he's out of bed.
1: No.
0: But my... Uh, I think the best blend of that is Peter Drury. I would pay money to hear Peter Drury call every match I ever watch mm-hmm. ever again because he's the right amount amount of enthusiasm and he's also the right amount of what I love so much about watching and listening to English soccer. It's to the watching words. football is the wordplay because here in America, you know, we're just, you know, diesel trucks and four by fours and Mm -hmm. Budweiser and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, we don't like multi-syllable words. Hell, I don't like the word syllable. There's too many (laughs) fucking syllables in it. And then in our TV programming and our sports and our entertainment, it's so dumbed down. Mm -hmm. And so half the words said in an English broadcast, and even the ones here picked up on NBC Sports in the States. I mean, most American sports fans, at least if you listen to the, Sports shows here—they don't
1: know these words. No, no, they couldn't even attempt to read a script that had half these words in them.
0: But so I, I appreciate that stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, it, this isn't high T, okay? Yeah, there is... there is
1: a balance. We need, we need that that that, that uh, English gentleman classiness to spruce the joint up. But you can't out, you can't weigh me down with that because I'm not, I'm gonna, I am not i am going i do not want to fall asleep here. I'm watching because... sports. <laughs>
0: Because we went to the pub, right? We went mm-hmm. to the pub before kickoff, right? We are lubricated. But, you know, this isn't, you know, a tractor pull.
1: Right. Okay, I mean, Ian Dark is another one that does that just so well when when he, he's pulled in for, for the World Cup. It's fantastic to hear in America.
0: I've found Ian has become more... Now, how he calls and his pitch and his tones and the inflection he gives... In those moments, yes, I found he's—he gives these personal soliloquies, right, mm-hmm. about himself mm-hmm. and about all these history lessons that Martin Tyler does. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care. At least you can I understand. Don't what, care what Ian's doing. But yes, I, you know, I. I'll have a soft But we only spot get to hear him, him just... once
1: every four years, right? So I don't really – I can put Or that if aside. it's, like, some
0: friendly on a Saturday night U.S. plan, you know, Mexico or something yeah. like that, you know, here. Because I think he's through ESPN in the States. I don't, I'm sure he is throughout. So – um, but, yeah, I, I just – you know, a lamella moment undone by another lamella moment only to be undershown by Martin Tyler. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to give a bigger stage than himself is just, you know.
1: Can I also make a quick point here just about Arsenal? Switching gears a, a moment. So so Tottenham just completely just shit the bed, as Tottenham does in general and also in North London derbies and, all the time. In,
0: in history, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I forgot Martin Odegaard was on Arsenal. When was the last time he started a match for Arsenal? And maybe this <laughs> is me just... just not watching Arsenal matches. No,
0: but... yeah, I mean, so this is... He hasn't been on forever. This is his first year there. I know. At but has he not no.
1: started a match this entire season? Because I, I, as I see his name on the score sheet, I remember back to when he was on loan. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, has he not played yet?
0: This is also part of. This is also part of the whole lockdown, right? You could tell me. I. You could tell me something happened. Ten years ago, that happened six months ago, and I would be like, you know what? I can't argue with you on that mm-hmm. because I'm not positive you're wrong. So my time like, is saying old. it right now, saying Martin Odegaard came over in the January transfer window, and me looking at the bottom of my computer and seeing it's March 16th, 17th, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's been three months. Are you kidding me?
1: It feel it, to me, it feels like it was definitely a summer move. I know it wasn't.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's odd, but yes. He had a he had a great goal mm-hmm. in in the midweek also for them, um, but I I I kind of wanted to tee off as well. I ha- I had something I, I wanted to discuss. So Liverpool have had six points since Christmas in the PL.
1: Mm, such a sweet sound.
0: They've been beaten by Fulham, Brighton. And Burnley, in that stretch, lost a derby for the first time since, like, the crustaceous period mm-hmm. at Anfield. Mm-hmm. And they're still above Everton, Tottenham, Arsenal.
1: Now, to be fair, you're tied on points with Everton, and they have a game in hand.
0: Cool. We were playing worse than the bottom feeders. We were we were the relegation baseline since Christmas, our mm-hmm. form. Yeah, you right? were. And it's still not enough to drop us below that. I just I just have to put it out there, right? That even in some of our most recent darkest days, uh, and also it's nice to see that Ozan Kabak and Nat Phillips are an absolute impenetrable wall because... What did I say at the end of last week's podcast? I wasn't confident in starting Fabinho in midfield in the Champions League, but I said I would do it at the weekend
2: mm-hmm.
0: against Wolves. They started him in the Champions League, and they went full clean sheet against Red Bull, scored two goals. They advanced through another clean sheet. Oh was that- Get this, get this. Now make sure you're sitting down. I know you're sitting mm-hmm, down, but I feel mm-hmm. like I have to say this. Liverpool started the same lineup for two matches in a row.
1: Man.
0: Insane, including the same center backs. And both of them, both of them, because I have to give credit to both of them, had back-to-back clean sheets, right? Fabinho, in the six, made a 20-year-old Ozan Kabak who's playing like his, what, sixth match in mm-hmm. total. I don't even think he's played, but on the match day squad for like six matches. And Nat Phillips, who should be playing at the University of North Carolina, back to back clean sheets. Now yeah, Wolves decimated. Leipzig's nothing to to no. you know to shake a stick at. It just shows what I've been preaching. And I think what you've not been fighting against that when you have your midfield taken out to put in defense that, you know,
1: gonna mm-hmm. be a great situation.
0: I just, I just gotta, I, I saw it, uh, during the midweek and I said, oh, I remember a guy. I remember a guy who had that thought. Now mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I'm the only one on this damn show that you heard say it. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying.
1: Now the problem is though, <laughs> you get to go up next week against, uh, uh, soccer FC, uh, that now yeah, apparently has Odegaard for the last ten years, who's now playing for the first time. Um, so we'll be interested to see how you. Oh, you mean line the tenth
0: place team that's five points behind us? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're any good. I'm saying that this will be an interesting uh, uh, matchup. I'm interested to see how Liverpool is going to line up. Uh, is there is there a kind of fear, or is there a more, or is there a confidence now? In, in, well, in, there's a
0: confidence in, because Diogo Jota. Our lord and saviour has returned. Yes, easy. dear.
2: Come on in. Oh, come on in. You need something what, what can I get for you?
0: Glitter. I, I despise glitter in this house. If it was up to me, it wouldn't exist. Very. You get, what are you getting glitter for? Are you, oh, you're,
2: oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Just make
0: sure it's contained, please. Just glitter. Glitter, it gets out. It does never go away. It'll be 60 years from now and you'll be standing over my casket at my wake. Is that a gold fleck of glitter? And you'll remember. You know, it was, it was that... St. Patrick's Day episode we did, and and his wife went and got some glitter out because of the leprechaun trap that the mm-hmm. kids made, and so they had to do this and that, and that's probably where that glitter came from because glitter will never ever go
1: away. That's right; it's there anyway. forever. It's like plastic.
0: That's right. Um, so yeah, we we play uh, we play Arsenal. And so your your point was: are they timid? Are they tepid?
1: Well, so you no, know, I'm interested to see if if there's going to be some temperature trepidation. There's the word. Uh, in in that back line and 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 reverting back to maybe just Fabinho back there or or well it would be Fabinho you know just using him at, to maybe solidify or do you just fly forward with what you got Cabal and way. Uh, Phillips
0: I'll answer this right now in a leg that was away from home where away goals still mattered when we played there in Budapest in the second leg up two nil. He put Ozan Kabak and Nat Phillips back as center back partners and Fabinho in the six for the first time in a match that they had two goals already on. Right. Right. So, I mean, he, he was confident enough against Leipzig to put those kids back there and fab in the middle. Yeah, and I would have been. kinda be
1: interested to see if one goal would have went in for Leipzig if there would have been a, not an immediate change at the back. Unless, unless it was something that was like a screamer from forty yards out. And you well, go, I mean, if you can. You but at the same
0: p- point, if you can pinpoint that, like, yeah, well, okay, you know, if Kabat gives it away, or his positioning was to fault for it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay, I mean, goals are going to happen, but you know, I, I get what you are saying, and, and for me as a Liverpool fan looking forward. There's no reason to take Fabinho out of midfield.
1: No, and I I probably wouldn't either. If I was the the head coach, it would kill me now. But, I mean, if I was, I I would probably leave them there. I mean, at least until they falter. I mean, you you can't play any worse than you guys were playing. So, it's like, fuck it. Let's go.
0: You know, we had, you know, Jota has scored twice now. You know, Mm -hmm. there's three goals in the last two matches. I mean, it's just, these are the things that have been missing. Right there yeah. was a lot of chances created in, um, at the Molyneux on Monday against Wolves, and a lot of this is, is part to you know pieces fitting back where they're supposed to go, right. and also Diogo Jota being, you know, the greatest attacking football player that's ever lived. But I, I mean, having him back to be fair, I mean, the it just it the the goal that they scored against Wolves. Was all three of the front linking up, right? The ball came, played over into the middle, but it overlapped where over Jota's head and Mane filled in the middle, played it out to the right to Sala. Sala played it back to Mane. Mane laid it off to the left to where Diogo drifted into Mane's spot. And it was, he hit it low and hard. Patricio should have done better, um, but, you know, he put it there. Also, that's something we need to get into. Um, So
1: I didn't see the collision.
0: So it's what we talked about at the beginning of the year and and what lots of people have talked about. It's the delayed offsides flag Mm -hmm. and Connor Cody was tracking back to Salah, who was half a body offside, clear offside. When you look at it Um, and as Patricio came out to get big and Cody was still running back, looking at Salah on the right, I mean, he just went through and Patricio was going down and his knee caught him. I mean, just square across the chin. Yeah. And he was out cold instantly. Mm-hmm. And someone brought up a good point who, who I follow on Twitter. And that was, you know, people say get rid of this delayed flag. If it's clearly offside, raise the flag. But you don't have VAR if you don't have the delayed flag. Because how many times prior has there been, well, that's clearly offside flag. And then you see it and you go, he wasn't offside. Now, granted, when someone's a full body over, like that one instance we talked about with Trent in like the first or the second week, where, I mean, it was like yards Mm -hmm. between him and the defender and they still didn't. And I was like, okay, that's an issue. But that was, you know, that was really unfortunate. and. Does that player safety come into effect where they're like, "Look, we're gonna have some missed calls now if we get rid of this." Right. However, we're seeing too many of these things that can be avoided
1: now because I mean, what you can do. I mean, this doesn't fully rectify the situation, considering that generally you, you're it's like a one-on-one running-on situation. So if you if you blow it dead and it happens to not be, even though it's supposed to be obvious, you know, a clear length, body length off or whatever it is, you know, worst comes to worst, they can give you a drop ball in the, in the, at the spot or a free kick at the spot free and kick. say, yep. there you go. You know what, sorry, yes, you probably yep. had a better chance by going at full sprint running onto the keeper, but you know what? Last time Agreed. somebody got his chin knocked off. So, you know, good and the bad. Now, you can make the rule, you, you, just, you just tell your, your assistant refs, listen, if it's, a, if it's and foot off, all right, let it run. If, if you look up and this man is three yards past the last defender where you think the ball was kicked, and you're certain it's that far off sides, I get that this is very speculative, but that's how they play. First thing, to be honest, I don't even understand. I mean, I understand it theoretically, how these assistant refs in general do this. It could be a 60-yard difference from yeah. the last defender to when the ball is kicked and you're gonna sit here and tell me that you could see when both the of ball those
0: makes contact right. with the foot and the and now to be fair the generally
1: they're is. pretty good at it but that you there is no physical way that you could see both of those at the exact same time it is impossible you guessed and don't tell me otherwise that you did not just guess that and then hope you got it right they're really yeah, good at guessing but it's ridiculous
0: Yeah, I mean, there's something to it. I I think you know. I think, I think it has to stay, and I understand more and more why they have these delayed flags. But part of it's also the accountability that we talked about prior, right? Part of me feels like if I'm an assistant referee, if I'm a linesman, and I say, "Okay, well, so if we go back to review it, and you over, if you overturn my call," Mm You know, well that that makes me look bad. I mean, we know they're in the business of protecting their own. Yep. So the delayed offsides flag allows them that kind of, okay, I may have got it wrong, but I didn't ruin the play with my incorrect. Right. You've scored the goal. I've called it offsides. I've made the error, but the error hasn't taken away your through on goal. Right. That-
1: it, I'm also Everything interested. is
0: rectifiable.
1: It is. And sometimes you'll see him where it's like the possible offsides is literally at like the halfway line. And you can hear the, the, the pundits talking and you can see the, it almost looks like the linesman as he's sprinting. And, 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 you know, the commentators are questioning, OK, that looked offside or that might be offsides. What's he going to do? And they're waiting for the play to kind of come to fruition at the end. And you can almost see the linesman as he's running, like, in his head. Like, am I going to put this fucking flag up or am I not? What am I going to do? And then when he finally gets to the end, it's either up or it doesn't. And you're like, okay, I I didn't know what you were going to do then. I I don't think you quite quite knew what you were going to do there.
0: And part of me also, like, uh, and I don't know if this is tinfoil hat wearing, but we've heard about Michael Oliver made the mention about the Jordan Pickford non-red card for Van Dyke, right? Mm -hmm. Where he came out months later and said, we should have, Done that. We have the ability to, and it was a mistake that we didn't look at the play outside of the fact that the whistle was blown for offsides. The play, violent conduct still can happen after that, right? You're mm-hmm. still under the rules right. of the game, right?
1: Because um, otherwise, then it should have been the police should have came out and arrested Jordan Pickford for assault, right? If, if well, we're not under well, the, the I mean, rules I mean, of I'm the not game. Gonna,
0: yeah, but yeah, so, but like, you hear about that, and then you hear. Later comments from him where he says, you know, we were part of it. You know, the Liverpool players weren't really protesting that hard, which we, I mentioned it. It's like, well, what the fuck? That's your job. You should, you shouldn't be swayed by this. And we understand, you know, people are people, right? That happens in basketball here in the States, college Mm -hmm. basketball, the friendly home whistle, things like that. Um, But part of me, you know, starts to get worried about that, that. If I'm thinking, it's possibly off. You know, these these are people who live in England, right? That this yeah. is their workplace. They know that people don't like how VAR is being used. How it hasn't been this knight in shining armor. It hasn't been this godsend that has eradicated errors. In fact, it seemed to have unearthed a whole new level of incompetence and errors. Right. That it was designed. To get rid of. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm the linesman and I have now carte blanche to take my time before I raise my flag, do I wait and look and I've got, well, I don't have any, I don't have any defenders throwing their arms up. The goal went in and no one is running at me screaming Mm -hmm. that it was clearly off sides, you know, in that moment, am I seeing the defenders the first thing they do turning to come to me okay flag up right because maybe i didn't maybe i didn't get as good of a look as i should have
1: and also right it's the idea is like you get it wrong i still got to go to the you know the tesco down the street for for you know my pies or whatever right tomorrow i'll just let the var official if he wants to rule that i'll let the goal go and if he wants to rule it off sides that's Ain't nobody gonna be mad at me about it. But I mean, it's
0: just it's more of the like using this VAR as a crutch to Mm -hmm. to officiate the match, which it should never be. Same in like the states, you shouldn't officiate through it. But I'm I'm also the same person that wants balls and strikes to be automated by robots.
1: There's no reason for it now. There's it's it's it's, the fact that I could put you
0: on Mars and then put a rocket up your ass from Earth. mm -hmm. I don't need. Angel Hernandez calling balls and strikes when he's not even paying attention, and
1: yeah, the I, fact that but, the, the the fact that the strike box changes from umpire to umpire and player to player is ridiculous to me.
0: Pierce will tell you that's part of being the game, but anyways, anyways oh, this is not the sorry. this is not the. But but it's that, the starting it's that same thing, right?
1: Because because when like you said, when you have VAR, it's kind of getting into VAR gripe session. But when, when when you get in when when it's used and replay. And VAR is used as, like you said, a crutch, but also by the fans. Like I, I mean, we knew that there were issues in officiating. You know, when a bad call is made, everyone, you know, you know, Monday, day, Monday quarterback and yada yada, and we all yell about it. Um, but now it's like it's during the match. You'll see things, and you'll never really realize, like the the sixty yard offside flag, and you're like, you saw that. You're telling me you yeah. saw that? But now I get to see it for three minutes from 20 different camera angles and go, man, no shot you saw that. And the first time, it was a 15-second play. I was huffing and puffing about it, mad. Saw one replay, and then the game kept moving on. Now I get three minutes of staring at this and going, yeah. there's no way you saw that, whether correct or incorrect. So now we're just using. So let's just put – We already there's already a microchip in the ball for goal line technology. Why can't that just be used for everything? Why can't it be? Put him in put him in the toe the put a put a chip in the toe of the shoe as well. So that way we know when we're offsides or whatever. Put it well, in the. I gotta panther. put one in the armpit. Exactly, but but the point is like the ball could right. If we're using three D lines or whatever, okay, cool. Well, we still need to know when the ball was kicked. Instead of slowing it down to this frame where the foot looks like it's halfway through the ball and it's appearing on the other side of the ball because that's where we froze the frame. Put a fucking mic. Use the microchip that's already right. in the ball. Why? Right. What are we not doing here?
0: I mean, like you said, this is getting into a gripe thing. It kinda of started with just, you know, Rui Patricio, obviously you hope uh you hope everything goes good for him. It was pretty scary for a while, especially like when the camera when the, the you know when the T V isn't showing, him, mm-hmm. right? They're showing like I'm watching Sadio Mane and Salah play, you know, keep you ups. Yeah. I'm like well, they're not even showing him. Like, yeah. I hope they're this man thing. isn't dying on the field and uh, administering oxygen, and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, I think, I actually think Martin Tyler. I think Martin Tyler, I'm trying to remember the tweets. I took the kids to the dentist that day. Um, I think Martin Tyler did the Liverpool match, at least in England, because I believe he made a comment on Raul Jimenez's hair. And
2: That's it was something like.
0: He equated like he he's had something done to his hair, so his skull must be well enough. Like
1: Jesus, Martin. the
0: fuck! Like what? How does that? I I don't know. Simmer down it, a
1: bit, Tyler.
0: Just I'm really just tracking back to him. Um, but anyways, I, I think I I honestly I don't know where I land on whether to keep var or not. I. I do know where I land. Keep VAR. And that's the other thing. I don't like people bitching at VAR. VAR is not some fucking robot Martian Mm -hmm. that came down on the day the earth stood still and told us that it was going to fix sport for us.
1: Yeah. We just all took it and ran with it.
0: It's a TV that allows you to scrub time back and forth and another official that you normally would see on the pitch any other day just in rotation in a studio, Mm -hmm. (laughs) making the same bad decisions from that. Right, right. So VAR is fine. Again, it's the officials that are shit.
1: That's really what it is. It's it's the rules in combination with the shit officials just mucking everything up. And And that's that's...
0: the worst you see is VAR ruining the game. No, the officials are Mm -hmm. who can't use video assistant refereeing. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's not some danger Will Robinson... You know, droid back there, ay ay ay. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> that's not how that works.
1: Also, you you can just imagine that it's it's not Mike Dean back there with the joystick analog and the keyboard rewinding and getting it to the perfect frame. No, he's got some twenty year old intern. He's got he's got his glasses on. All right, can you no no not that far back. No 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 no. Come on, a couple more what, seconds. No 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 no. Go back a little bit further.
0: how would you do that? I don't know what happened there, guys. We uh, we had some uh, uh, electrostatic interference. So uh, rather than force our way back in, because I don't know exactly when it happened as we're recording uh, separately, we're going to summarize. Um, Mike Dean's really old. He probably can't understand how to use the actual hardware equipment in there. Mm-hmm. So he's got some 20-year-old intern where he's leaning over it, and he's got his bifocals down on the end of his nose. Like mm-hmm. if we were videotaping this, you'd see it, and he's, you know, Doing the typical, like when you teach your dad how to, when you try to teach your dad how to open a PDF, Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, right? Like
0: that. So, so what is, what buttons the PDF, things like that, those Mm -hmm. kind of tropes, that's what we were getting into. And
1: not only does he have to go through all that nonsense, now he also has to officiate a game within two minutes. Right. Make a call. So that's our problem.
0: So yeah, good. That was a good cliff note right there. I'm glad we uh, fixed that.
1: But yeah, so let's, let's rotate. God bless you. Jesus Christ. Hey,
0: hey, it's, it's. You know it's a family affair here. Pretty, the weather's warming up. We'll be back in the garage soon. It's okay, and then we can listen to you know lifted trucks with no mufflers and it's craw trackets doing burnout on the street, yeah, just like God intended it.
1: You got anything more on Liverpool?
0: Up the Reds. Um, other than that, no. I mean, it's uh, you know still in Champions League. Yeah,
1: well,
0: can't wait that. for Friday. But let's um, go back. Wait. Oh, you got something.
1: So. Well, I was just going to bring up United here just for a minute. Yes, uh, indeed. So last week we, we you know, uh, went over City in the Derby, and then we came up against – we didn't have – we talked about having a nice – you would like to have a nice buffer game in between another top four matchup. We didn't have that. Went right into uh, playing West Ham. Full transparency. Didn't watch the game because I was – it was that Sunday. I was doing a, a bruschetta bake-off or cook-off, or I suppose mixing a bowl off. I Don't ask why. Mine was the best, and it was delicious. Anyways,
0: did you put mozzarella in that parmesan? Technically, uh, I understand mozzarella doesn't go in. It's like just gotta, won't always have it, but it shouldn't be you, mixed. You game. got it. You it's got good. It. It's, it's, it's
1: it's. I'm it's, a, I'm a freshly grated parmesan in there, Parmigiano. Anyways, so I caught the highlights and whatnot, and I'm looking at the stats. I mean, the gist of it is a one nil victory. I'll take it every day of the week. Top four opponent keeps us in the keeps us in the hunt. We got a game in hand on City. They're fourteen points up. Uh, but just looking at the stats, I mean, it, it's something that as much as a snooze fest generally as a game as it was. United fifteen shots to West Ham seven. West Ham had zero shots on target. You love to see that four shots on target for United. The goal in itself was a shot on target, but an own goal. Uh, United was sixty-two percent possession and thirty-eight percent for. West Ham. So, those are all statistics in general that you would love to see from, or at least that I love to see from United, because generally it's the opposite, and yet somehow we still come out with a victory. Um, I mean, 90% pass accuracy. Again, I I, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if it passes the eyeball test, but on the score line and on the score sheet, it passes everything you want to see. Um, You know, I think we have Tottenham, or no, we play Brighton next. And, you know, Brighton's one of those teams that's going to. They're not top four by any means, but there's a team that that's a team that can catch you out, and, and so it's something to keep an eye on.
0: Especially uh, if our godson is playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as I love him, I hope he's not. Um, but, I mean, just kind of in, in general, kind of encapsulating things. Man City's got – so it's not next week, right, because we talked about we're on a short week because of FA this weekend. Um, Man City played Leicester City next week or on April 3rd, and then after that um, – who they play Man City also plays who they play Arsenal, they play somebody, doesn't really matter. Um, but you know, looking for Man City to maybe drop points against a Leicester team that just put up on put up what five against well, I think it was like Sheffield or somebody. Um, but but a Leicester team that's still in the hunt. I mean, they're one point behind us. You know, it seems like every every time Leicester wins, United win. Every time Leicester draw, United draw. If you look at the back the last like four or five matches between both teams, We've had the exact same scoreline. Because I think we've been one point apart since like January 20th. And we've just followed each other the entire route. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's an opportunity. Um, I, I don't know if it's a, a close opportunity, a good opportunity. But there is an opportunity there for, for you know, a, a Man City slip, slip maybe. And uh, if United keep on a track of undefeated, you know, maybe. It's, I'm not saying it's likely or possible, but it's it's there.
0: So you're telling me there's a chance?
1: That's right. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah, I when I would like I said you know I wasn't able to watch either, but I one of our good friends uh, he was tweeting about it and he was saying you know this just feels like all all these mischances are going to come back and bite us in the ass. And I was hopeful. I, I liked hearing that because, like I said, that was that match that you thought like, all right, well they had this big triumphant win over sitting a derby and then they come back and then they just Mm -hmm. fall on their face but Mm -hmm. you know they use their black magic and somehow overcame not getting a penalty to win and it's just you almost have to respect them for that almost that's right almost but i wanted to touch on the numbers two and one what were Mm -hmm. those numbers from again so I know Arsenal scored 2 goals and Tottenham mm. scored 1 goal.
1: I don't know if that was it though. Was that it?
0: What about the numbers 9 and 2? Yeah. Do you know what those numbers
1: are? I think I have a slight idea. So you were referring to our picks from last week I think. You guess. are damn right I am. Um so for the first time in Eons um Adam, you went nine and two above five hundred. That would be your first time in Eon's thing, and on top of that, you doubled down by also beating me. I went sub five hundred, five and six. You went over five hundred, nine and two this week. Not some only are that. calling
0: some are calling this the greatest pick week
1: of all time. Are they? As they are because continue conti-
0: They are. Some are saying that. Okay. Go ahead, continue. By some, it, you
1: mean you? Um, no,
0: th- I mean not sure, but
1: okay. They're talking so, about it. Some are saying you were able to correctly call uh, against my wishes uh, the Newcastle and Villa game as a draw. That's right. Which I had Villa winning to complete my four game parlay to pay out quite a bit of money. Uh, So that didn't work out. Uh, I could have cashed out with still some money, but I didn't.
0: Pennies. It was like, it was dumb. You're not missing. Yes, you're dumb. You, you took my advice. You did the right thing. You hedged, you hedged Newcastle. Hedged towards Newcastle. You hedged Newcastle individually. And the, and the with, only
1: result that would have lost his parlay at this point would have been a draw.
0: But you, but the hedge was a win, draw, no bet, right? Yeah. So you didn't lose money on Additional your Additional
1: money. Which I is lost fine, my parlay money.
0: Which, whatever. No big deal. And the money cashing out was like a fifth of what you would have won. Correct. So whatever, parlays are sucker bets anyways. If they I hit, they're fun. If you lose, you're
1: okay. I like parlaying Premier League games for some reason. It's the what only was, thing I like to play.
0: What was uh, the other thing I got and right? And then
1: I do believe what you're referring to when it comes to 2-1 uh, is you correctly uh, called the Arsenal-Tottenham match at 2-1. Uh, I, had, I had Tottenham winning 4-2. You had Arsenal at 2-1. There's that.
0: Some I'm just saying. Some people, I'm not saying I believe this, but some people have mm. said, was the single greatest pick performance of all time. I'll leave that to others. I mean, I don't
1: leave that up to the, for the history books. To I don't side. get into
0: that stuff. You know, it doesn't really bother me. I'm just here to have fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, if, if they want to say that, then they can say that. Well, let's see. What were my two losses? Sorry. That was a bad sip of coffee right there. What were my two all losses? Right.
1: Let's see what your two losses were. Chicka, chicka, cha. Well, we both took Chelsea to win. <clears throat> Should have known that, wasn't right, it? Right, that's all right. Uh, I don't remember who I'll they f- played.
0: I'll fall on that sword.
1: And then you had Everton to win against Burnley. Oh, I'll two two favorite man, clubs.
0: Technically, that means I didn't lose anything. Right? The two losses I had were Chelsea not winning and Everton not winning. Fucking fine by me. Yeah, I mean... On the whole, that, that's not
1: a loss, right? I mean, there's still losses in the picks. I mean, they're not losses in your heart.
0: True. Chelsea drew against Leeds, and Everton Lost. was, what was the score?
1: Uh, 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Look at that. It came Although it was
0: Burnley, which I don't like, but I enjoy Everton losing. Well, let's, let's hit the, we've got uh, an abbreviated match week.
1: Indeed. Not much to do here, but still a little bit of work.
0: So, um, the flyest man in all of the United Kingdom, Scott Parker hosts, uh, the man with the, uh, indestructible knees,
1: Mm, man, Uh, when he gets all the way down on that little cooler thing, uh,
0: when he gets down on the not cooler thing, I'm 33 and I weigh less than Bielsa. I couldn't sit in that haunched position on my toes. For 20 seconds. The man does it for like 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: And he's done it his entire career.
1: I think he'd be lighter with all that standing up from that squatted position.
0: Anyways, Scott Parker and Fulham, they welcome in Leeds and Bielsa's indestructible kneecaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who you got?
1: He probably just had like a baby. They probably just gave him titanium knees and just told him to go, you know, be a freak of nature. And this is what he chose to do with that power.
0: I just think he just has this indomitable will that he doesn't care.
1: True. I have Fulham here. Scott Parker, best English manager. So somebody told me eight weeks ago and I'm just rolling with it.
0: What yeah, uh Fulham. And it's mainly because I mean I like Fulham. Leeds are Jekyll and Hyde and Craven Cottage, Fulham. They are in London and mm. they don't <laughs> Leeds this year does not perform in London.
1: They don't like that city.
0: Going to Saturday, we have uh, Tariq Lamptey FC. Brighton they host Newcastle.
1: Yeah, give me Brighton.
0: Give me Brighton as well. well Sunday, I feel like we're
1: all going to be right on the same lines.
0: Mm, well, here. maybe, maybe Sunday, March uh, twenty-one. We've got a double dip. So for First our love of o- spring, right? Uh, hey, or is that May? Sp- no, it's,
1: it's it's March twenty-one. It's March.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh West Ham they take on Arsenal.
1: So this is the. West London Derby. It's just north, south, east, west. It's It's, all the fucking same.
0: Yes. Six, one, half dozen of the other.
1: uh, Who you got? Arsenal's undefeated in the last five, but I think they only have like two wins out of those five, and one of them includes a Champions League thing to Benfica. Um, You know what? I'm thinking Arsenal here.
0: So am I. I'm, well, taking there, Arsenal. Okay. I'm taking Arsenal because I need Arsenal to beat West Ham.
1: I don't particularly care, but...
2: Yeah. Can uh, I ask a question about
0: Arsenal? Sure. We've kind of... It's well documented how we've been back and forth and this and that and Arteta. Has it seemed like it's just kind of died down, the fact that they're in 10th place?
1: Yeah. I think people are just sick of talking about that there's nothing to talk about.
0: So what's worse, right? The fact that Arteta, is he getting a free pass that they're in 10th and not getting the criticism like, you know, someone else should? Or is it more that Arsenal's kind of just like, yeah, it sucks we're in 10th, but, you know, it's kind of probably where we belong. Yeah. Right? I, like, I, you know.
1: I, I don't know if it's like, I don't think the the board's doing that, but I, at the same time, I think there is like,
0: I'm not saying Arsenal fans are happy, but it's more like, yeah, this is, I don't have, I don't don't. know. It just seems quiet for an Arsenal team to be 10th. It is, but they're also
1: boring, right? So it's like, I can talk about them being 10th, but I don't want to talk about any of the results because it's like, here's a nil-nil draw there, (laughs) a one-nil win there. It's like, ugh, kill me now.
0: All right, well, so we both have Arsenal. I'm sure that won't come back to bite us. Last match of the weekend, Aston Villa in the matinee, they take on uh, We Don't Have Any Life In Us Anymore, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know if Bale's golfing this weekend or not, but if he's not, give me Tottenham.
0: I'm going to go with a draw here. Aston Villa just can't do anything anymore, but you know what? Neither can Spurs, so I think this is... Uh, what are you
1: talking about? They got uh, They got uh, Eric Lamella you know, waking Martin Tyler's ghosts up.
0: Okay, so Aston Villa to win then, is that what you're telling me? No, I like, I think a draw. I this is like a movable object versus a movable object. Mm-hmm. To both mm-hmm. just kind of f- fucking lay on each other.
1: Please score against and me. That's it. Why won't yeah. you score?
0: So yeah, okay. Well, that's that. It's a short. Like like we said, it's the the uh, makeup game weeks.
1: You know what else you-
0: is weird? Manchester City had like the first four weeks off or whatever it was. And they had, I mean, it's hyperbole, obviously. It was like 10 days off because of mm. uh, the competitions they had coming into the beginning of the season. And they had a couple COVID. days off because of yeah. COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they've played 30 matches so far. Yeah, no, now, now they've gone. They now far. have more, one more and two more than the majority of the league. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any
1: sense. No, but City fans, if they go into a slip, we'll then swing that back around and go, you guys yelled at us because of blah, 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 and then we'll go, we've played more matches than you. So, yeah, you go shut shut the fuck up. I don't
0: really Interesting. Care. Interesting. I agree. Okay. Um, do we
1: want to, just as an option, since that was a short week, I have the F.A. stuff. Since this is an F.A. Cup weekend, there's only four matches. I have it up right here if you want to do it. Okay, let's just do it. Just for funsies. Let's do it. All right, F.A. Cup. So, we start with uh, Southampton showing up to Bournemouth.
0: Oh, yikes. I mean, Southampton, but what yeah. a matchup. To st- yeah,
1: that's Southampton. <laughs> magic of the FA well.
0: Cup is really yeah. oozing out of that matchup, isn't it?
1: So that's the eight fifteen match. So Saturday at 9.30, we have Sheffield going to Stamford Bridge to meet Chelsea.
0: Disgusting. Chelsea.
1: Yup, same. Uh, and then for the 1.30, well, no, the 1 p.m., Final game on Saturday at 1:30 is Man City going to Everton. Man City? Yep. Are we about to do this again? Here we go. Uh, I mean, let, this look is at the, the matchups. whole. I mean, this on. is actually probably going to be the best game of the weekend. On Sunday at 1 p.m., United find their way to the KP Stadium to meet Leicester.
2: Oh, man. Uh, I.
0: Give me Leicester, just because you're just because you're going to take United. Give me less. I mean, I don't. Yep. Well, let's flip do a, coin, a right.
1: Let's do a score there, so that way. Well, no, because that'll be our tiebreaker anyways. We don't need to do a score because
0: just do a score. Three two, Lester. Leicester.
1: Uh, It'll be an
0: extra point in case we come down on the same yeah. number.
1: Two one United. There it is. Okey-doke. There it is.
0: All right, ma'am. I got to get some sleep because it's St. Patrick's Day. I've yeah, got really some stuff to do while I'm turn on the up. clock tomorrow.
1: Well, I just turned St. Patrick's Day 15 That's minutes yeah.
0: Hit the business.
1: Okie dokie. Uh, if you really think that Adam's picks were the pick of a century, uh, you can email us that at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're following us on our socials at topdrawerpod on Instagram, topdrawerpodcast on Facebook, and topdrawerpod on Twitter. Um, Patreon, patreon.com backslash top drawer. Uh you guys know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you get our episodes as soon as they drop.
0: Good deal. All right, well, it's going to be a little bit of a lull in the weekend, but we also have uh, we've got the uh, Champions League draw on Friday, so I will be uh, very excited to see that. Manchester City, they should be very excited to see that, mm-hmm. except it's, you know. They're going the to lose regardless, finals. so it
1: really
0: Uh-oh. doesn't matter. Uh-oh. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll get, you know, Young Boys FC mm-hmm. under They're not even in the competition, exactly. and yet they'll still get called yeah. it. Yeah. they'll get something like that. Um, but we'll see. Short week. A lot of other things to do if you're in the States. Enjoy March Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the first day of spring. All those other good things. And until then, uh, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And
2: this is Top Drawer.